0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2 double C.
1: Luke Smith, good afternoon and welcome Good to afternoon. The How are we? We good?
0: Very, very well. It's a Friday. You know that Friday is. is my favourite day of the week. You know you that?
1: Know, you know when I see you... It's coming to an end, right. right? which is a good thing. It's a good thing. We're almost at the finish
0: line for the week, that's right. And then, of course, Monday rolls around and you start all over again, although this weekend, Monday we're having a day off. And you
1: know what? I found out Monday was a public holiday yesterday. Oh, is that right? That's how far I look in advance. Well,
0: you know, you should mark these things on your calendar so you can plan ahead. You could have been going away for the weekend or something. Oh,
1: you know what? i got, yeah, plenty on. So, plenty yeah, I, on. Not. I, it's funny, I try and get to Friday. Yes. And... I was trying to work out why nobody wanted to have a meeting on Monday,
0: <laughs> and then the girl said, you "Surely know, it's a you've public got holiday. clients on the other side of the border, haven't you? I mean, you, well,
1: could, you could service them. Zoom, Zoom works everywhere, yeah. right? So it doesn't really matter."
0: Well, today we're talking about how is your super taxed and what mm. impacts the rate, and of course, last week we touched a little bit on the proposed changes announced by the government about increasing the tax on large superannuation balances. Yep. And just before we started today, I said, are we going to include that? And you said, no, it doesn't affect normal people. No, it doesn't. And and I think
1: they just need to let it go. It, this is one of these policies that it's been made so that the broader public think they're doing something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's actually not going to affect 99.995% of the Australian population. So I'm not even sure why we're still talking about it. Okay. I think they could make plenty of other policies that could actually help people fund their retirement, and then draw money for their retirement, and, and a range of other things that could be far more appropriate and really have a have a strong impact on what happens. Um, this, for me, is just it's a, it's a token, you know. It's well, it's a it's fifty nothing.
0: billion dollar token. It's, it's well, gonna, it is. It's, but it's going to collect. Um, I think $50 billion over 10 years or something like yeah. that. But uh, obviously, it only impacts on uh, high-wealth individuals. It doesn't impact on regular people, as you say.
1: Yeah, and th- when people think about the contribution rules and-, and what you have to do to get that amount of money into super, it is, it is nigh impossible to get that amount of money into super if it's not already there.
0: Yeah, okay. But today, our topic, as I said, is how is your super taxed mm. and what impacts the rate? So it's, yeah. it seems on the surface pretty simple, but it actually it does have a couple of little loopholes, a little what's, uh, pitfalls, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: that's right. And, you know, it's interesting. I've had some really, really good questions uh, over the course of this week from from clients um, people have come in and said, "Oh, you know, we listened to the show, and I heard you say this about trying to restructure these components. That that's awesome, right? Because if if people can come in, loaded up with ideas and loaded up with concepts, it's awesome to be able to work out how they can benefit from that. And that means that you know they're driving home on a Friday afternoon, they've left work early, they've heard us, and it's got people thinking. And that's really all we're trying to do. So you're spot on. Tax." depends on the status of your account. So whilst you're working, we're in accumulation phase. We're accumulating wealth in super and we're putting money in. Now we can do that through your employer. You can do that by yourself. You can salary sacrifice. There's lots of ways to get money in. And the tax on money inside super is done at 15%. Now, if you hold listed shares and things like that where you can control franking credits, provided by Australian shares and Australian ETFs, you may be able to get that 15% down. If you make it a contribution to super and claim a tax deduction, you're paying 15%. You could pay more than that if your adjusted taxable income is over $250,000, and that's called Div 293 tax, where you pay 30%. So,
0: All right, now you've already confused me. <laughs> yeah, so
1: normal contributions to super, 15%. If you earn more than 250, you pay 30% on your contributions. Okay, and the tax is known as Div 293. Okay. And all that says is you've put money into super and your adjusted taxable income is more than 250. Now, that tax or that threshold started at 300. And they said, well, we'll bring that down so we can catch more people. That's one where I think the Labor Party may be sneaking and bring that down further mm-hmm. to catch more people. So anything inside super while you're working and accumulating is taxed at 15%. If you start a pension and you're over the age of 60, the tax inside your pension is then zero, and there's no change to your assets. Big misconception here, or one of the big questions I have is, well, if I move from accumulation to pension, do I sell down all my assets and start again? All that really happens is you take off your accumulation hat and you put on your pension hat. The underlying assets in your fund remain exactly the same. Now, when we're talking about tax, that then brings us to capital gains tax. If you have assets that you sell in accumulation phase, you pay 10% tax because you get a discount where you hold the asset for more than 12 months, Right. just like you do in your own name. If you hold something for more than 12 months, you get a 50% discount in your own name. In a super fund, it's not the same, you you pay 10% on, on the tax if you are in pension phase you pay nothing right so it's very beneficial for you to move to pension phase where you have large lumpy strong assets and let's say you bought commonwealth bank shares at $40 a million years ago you could sell them for $100 and pay no capital gains tax in a pension so we always need to think what is the status of my fund accumulation or pension am i selling an asset Yes, I am. Is it tax-free because I'm in pension phase? If you're not there yet, think about waiting until you start a pension so that you can pay no capital gains tax on the sale of assets. If you have a significant amount of money in super and you exceed $1.7 million, which is the transfer balance cap currently, anything over $1.7 million cannot be put into pension phase. And that just means that that form that that part of your fund is called it's an deemed an excess component, right? And all it means is that you pay fifteen percent like you did in accumulation.
0: So it will continue to be taxed just as it was before, exactly, because it can't be changed over to be pension phase. That's
1: exactly right. So it stays in excess. It can stay in your account. Um, If you've got a self managed super fund, you just have an excess component. If you have a pension account and you're in a retail fund, they may ask you to roll it to another account. To separate it, um, which is completely fine, but all you pay on the earnings is fifteen percent. You can still pull it out tax free. Okay, so just that that doesn't impact the tax you pay taking it out over 60. It's still tax free. But the earnings inside the fund just remain at 15%, as you said. So whilst people come in and they 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 kick and scream and, and, and really upset that they're over the transfer balance cap, it's actually really Not that bad because if your marginal tax rate is 34, 39, 49%, 15% is not so bad.
0: No, it's not. It's a very good discount.
1: Yeah. And if you're then strategic about it, you might say, well, I'll pull that out of my name and I'll put that into my spouse's name. Right. And then if she's under 1.7 million, she could start a tax-free pension, so now you've eradicated that potential tax problem altogether by thinking about some strategies that you could use and make contributions in a spouse's name to lower your super balance. So people just need to remember, am I in accumulation phase or pension phase? And you can actually have part of your super in either component.
0: All right, so I guess that prompts the question, are there any other strategies that you can use to lower the tax that you're paying on your super?
1: Yeah, so one really good strategy is if you are over 60 and you have met a condition of release or you're going to retire and then potentially go back to work over 60, when you cease gainful employment over 60, tell your fund you've done so and think about starting a pension because that will move you to a completely tax-free status And then should you wish to return to work because your situation changes, you're bored, you're spending too much time with your loved ones, um, get back in the workforce and you can pay no tax on the earnings inside your superannuation because you've moved to pension phase. You could then use a pension to fund a super contribution. So if I've got a million dollars in my my super fund and I turn on a pension because I retire and then I decide I get a really good job opportunity and I go back to lower your taxable income. You could make a pension payment leading into 30 June that's tax free. You could take that capital and put it straight back into super and claim a tax deduction up to $27,500 or a little bit less if you're receiving some super from your employer. So that's a great way to get access to cash flow. If you want to reduce your work hours, and therefore the tax that you pay, you might want to start a transition to retirement pension, and that just means that you haven't retired from the workforce, but you'd like to access up to 10% of your benefit as an income stream. Again, over 60, tax-free, coming out. You could use that money to make a contribution because you're still gainfully employed, or you could use that money to go to four days a week instead of five and maintain the same cash flow on an ongoing basis. So they're two great ways to use your superannuation To actually fund a tax deductible contribution, or to reduce your work hours and reduce the amount of income tax that you pay, because I find that's one of people's biggest gripes. They come in and they say, "I do this, I earn this, and I pay so much tax. What could I do to try and reduce my overall tax profile?" And these are some of the strategies they that they can consider. Um, You could also then look to, as I said before, if you have money that's in excess of 1.7 million in super, and you are paying 15% tax on the earnings. Think about taking that money out tax-free as a withdrawal, provided you've retired and met a condition of release, and then look to put that money back in in your spouse's name, who may have less than 1.7 million, because that would allow you to start a pension in his or her name completely tax-free, and then we've removed the 15% tax and we've moved that to zero, and fundamentally you could still hold similar assets and draw an income stream to fund your family's lifestyle. So people just need to think about ways around the taxes that are there, not just get upset by them, because there's normally some ways to try and mitigate
0: what you actually pay in totality. Okay, now we've had a call from Scott who has a question along these lines. not entirely sure I understand, but Mm -hmm. I guess you probably will. Scott says, on an old defined benefit pension of almost $100,000, when I retire, if I use my new super as a pension, will I be taxed if the combined pension gives over $100,000? I'm confused by the question.
1: So it's not, it's not it gives him over $100,000. His problem will be how is it treated against the transfer balance cap because $100,000 pension multiplied by 16 gets you to $1.6 So he'll have $100,000 of space which gets him to $1.7 million. So he could start a pension with $100,000 of his other super, depending on what that's worth, because the defined benefit pension will be assessed against the transfer balance cap. That could be $1.6 million, right. which is 100 times 16, which is yeah. the factor they use. He'll have $100,000 of space. He could start a pension tax-free over 60 with $100,000 of his benefit, and then the balance will need to remain in excess Mm -hmm. because it'll be over the transfer balance cap. He won't be able to start an income stream with that, but he could make lump sum withdrawals.
0: Okay, I'm still confused, but it sounds like uh, Scott should contact a uh, very well-informed financial planner. It's just a
1: case (laughs) of understanding the implications of the defined benefits because they are a little bit different with the way that they're assessed to normal super.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that tricks people a lot, isn't it? It catches us out all the time. Defined benefit schemes, the old schemes, uh, they have different rules.
1: That's right. And, And people need to remember that that income stream is assessed as a lump sum against the transfer balance cap and your total superannuation balance, which can then impact your ability to draw tax-free income. Um, It will also impact on um, his tax position, depending on the underlying components of his defined benefit, because not all of that $100,000 pension that he mentions, it may not all be taxable. So he'll need to look at the underlying components, because if he's over 60, he'll get a 10% rebate on the unfunded portion, and the tax-free portion, he won't pay any income tax on. So it's... There's plenty to consider.
0: There's yeah a lot to think about, so yeah. Scott, get some professional advice.
1: Well, just ask first before you realise that, you know, whoops, I should have done that, because it's very hard to back things out. If you exceed these caps, yeah. the ATL are really quite
0: unhappy about it. Well, that's right. Luke Smith is with me from Envision Financial today. We're talking about how is your super taxed and what impacts the rate of that tax. Uh, and, of course, it's easy to sort of fall for the idea that it's really pretty simple, 15% mm. going in, tax-free coming out there are a few complications.
1: Yeah, and one we didn't touch on before the ad break was transition to retirement pensions are taxed internally as if you are in accumulation. So the government took that and they changed it a couple of years ago. You used to be able to start a transition to retirement pension, which yep. means you haven't retired but you're taking an income stream of up to 10%. It used to be tax-free inside and they said, hang on, this is a rot, this is too good. And like all things in life, the government got involved and wound it back and now we pay more tax. So yeah starting a transition to retirement pension doesn't mean everything inside is tax-free. I just want to point, because we didn't touch on that before the outbreak.
0: Okay, fair Um, enough. So again, another very important thing to keep mm. in mind, but what are the key things to remember about the tax on your super?
1: Yeah, keep in mind that account-based pensions are tax-free. So if you start a pension, the earnings inside your account are tax-free. That's awesome. You also pay no capital gains tax on the sale of assets. So if you have held Macquarie Bank from fifteen dollars and it's now 180, and you want to sell it and pay no tax. Put your superannuation into pension phase, and then sell your assets. Um, try and keep your personal super limit under the transfer balance cap, because that way you can take tax-free pension money out. And for the defined benefit listeners, that includes the lump sum value of your income stream. Right, you don't get a free kick there because they they work out a lump sum equivalent and then they apply it to the transfer balance cap. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned before the outbreak, if you need to make withdrawals and put money into your spouse's name because they could draw a tax-free pension, think about doing that because you can make a tax-free contribution to super now, limits permitting, up to age 75 without having to make a work test. So if you're out there listening with a really large defined benefit and an excess component, think about withdrawing that excess component and putting the money into a spouse's name up to 330000 using the non-concessional limits because you could then draw a tax-free income stream in their name, provided they're under 1.7. So it's, it's really good. The other thing is the transfer balance cap will index to 1.9 million on the 1st of July. So that'll give those that haven't triggered the cap a little bit more room. Um, and then think about maximising the use of franking credits both in your super fund to reduce the tax at 15% and to increase the cash flow of your pension because you get a refund of franking credits in a pension account because it's tax-free So that's a great way of bolstering the income inside your fund that you're then using to draw pension to fund lifestyle. So there's a few things there that people can think about. And if you're in a rather unique position, come and get some advice, have a chat, because there may be some options that you haven't considered. But I think the the pension to fund super contributions is a great one that most people can do where they don't have the ability to save or they're paying down a mortgage or they want to pay off their investment property. Transition and account-based pensions are great ways to get access to your money to then use it to lower your taxable income. So just think outside the box and you can generally get a pretty good outcome.
0: That one always seems like a bit of black magic to me. <laughs> Take money out of your pension to put back into your super and you get a tax deduction for it. I mean, that's uh, that can't be right. Well,
1: they don't care where the money comes from as long as you as <laughs> as long as you claim the right deduction, right? <laughs>
0: okay if you insist but it it. still seems like black magic luke where can listeners get more information
1: yeah so 62604749 we've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the net we've got the podcast the strategy stacker luke talks money on itunes and spotify we've got youtube uh envision financial canberra you can uh, subscribe to the site there we've got the show every week TikTok, the handle there is the strategy stacker and we've got smart money strategy your ultimate guide to financial planning in shelves Demix, QBD, Harry Harthog and the ACT, Amazon, Booktopia, and we're on track for the 14th. So, very exciting next week.
0: Very exciting indeed. The 14th is, that's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah. 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 So, the book, mm. Smart Money Strategy Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning, will be on the shelves on Tuesday. That is my understanding. Fantastic news at <laughs> Demix QBD, Harry Hartog, and, of course, you can order it online as well. Correct. Luke, thanks very much for popping by. Mate, we'll see you next week. And we'll catch you again next Friday afternoon. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, and, of course, you can get in touch with Luke on 6260 4749. Luke will be back with us again at the same time next Friday afternoon to talk money matters once again.